Hello, gentlemen. Welcome to the Evolving Man podcast. My name is Alan DeMonso, and I'm the founder of The Awakened Man. You know, as we continue the 2021 theme of reclaim, retool, and respond, and we get into the month of June here, well into the month of June, our focus is really on developing grit. And it's our foundation for helping us build on the second quarter's theme of ignition, igniting our passion, our purpose, and our power. And before we get into today's episode, I just want to touch base and remind you about our brotherhood called the Band of Brothers. This is our group of our community of resilient, strong-minded men who are there dedicated not only for their own growth, but the growth of their brothers as well. Now, currently, we're on a bit of a hiatus as I'm retooling the program to bring back in the very near future, but more on that down the road. In the meantime, if you're looking for that little extra oomph to be able to raise your level of standards of how you're showing up as a man, as a father, a husband, and an entrepreneur, then I encourage you to take a look and participate in our Heroes Quest. It's a 90-day mentorship program that's guaranteed to elevate at least one aspect of your life. And so you can find all of this information, the Waken Man Training Academy, it's our membership area, and it's at members.theawakenman.net. And with that, let's get on with today's show. The average man today is sleepwalking through life. Many never reaching their true potential, let alone ever crossing the finish line to living a purposeful life. Luckily throughout history, there exists a few good men we can look to for guidance. Strong, confident, driven. Men who weren't afraid to face the greatest tyrant they've ever known, their minds. Forged in the fire of their shadows, these men knew who they were at their core. Solid in their convictions, owners of their reality. Men of action, strength and character. Masters of their destiny. Today's man is no different. The hunger still exists, albeit buried amidst his cluttered mind, misguided beliefs, and values that no longer serve them or the world. There's never been a better time than today for men to stand up and claim their stake. It's time to reconnect to your life purpose. Evolving into husbands and fathers, our wives and children deserve. Becoming masters of our life and the leaders of our homes and community. Ever evolving, today's man is assured he is aligned for greatness. Welcome to the movement. Stay strong, my brother. You know, gentlemen, I was luckily, lucky, actually, to be raised with a father in the home. Albeit he worked hard to feed seven of us. Now I'm the oldest of five, with uh, siblings ranging between 13 months apart to 15 years apart. And I can tell you, we never went without food or clothes, and we were never too proud to wear hand-me-down clothes either. And when I think about my dad, the first thought isn't necessarily fatherly love. Now, does that ring true for you as well? See, the first thought of my dad was hardworking disciplinarian. He was the breadwinner in the family, and he was the authority figure in the family. And the point is that I had a father at home, and because he worked so much, we hardly had any time to spend with him. Now, that didn't mean he didn't love us. He showed us his love by keeping us fed with a roof over our heads. But for a young boy with not understanding why dad didn't have time to play and be with us, it was difficult for sure at times. Now, there are many father wounds that we can discuss, and today we're just going to touch on three of them. And so the father wound can be a result of lots of different things. And the first one I want to talk about is abuse. 
Now, abuse is prevalent in many fashions, right? It can show up as verbal, physical, emotional, mental, sexual, or spiritual. And it often is, finds expression through, our, through the controlling behavior and an oppressive domination as well. Now, any of you listening today, if you're in your late 40s or, in your, or into your 50s, I'm going to guess that there's a high probability that spankings were a commonplace that happened in your home. Now, for myself, being raised Catholic, we follow the edict of spare the rod, spoil the child. Now, depending on the severity of those spankings, they could be considered as abuse. And those of us, that are, of us that are the firstborn took the brunt of these spankings as our parents measured their parental success based on how well-mannered their children were. And, of course, as more children came along, the parenting lessons learned proved that spanking wasn't any more effective than any other forms of punishment, grounding and revoking privileges just to think of a couple. However, if you, if you were in and grew up in a home where dad, the disciplinarian, didn't or couldn't control his anger or rage, then spankings actually turned into beatings and usually came hand in hand with other abuses. Now, there are, these are the father wounds, right? The repeating, the, the repeating treatment brought on to them as children struggling with life's pressures. They were unable to reconcile a better way to deal with disobedient children. And I know for my father... He was one of 13, somewhere in the middle there of, the, of that lineage. And this father wound can leave many men either afraid of authority or become, be, become a rebellious against authority. And now both ends of those spectrums are overly weak. We're going to be overly aggressive. And what men are trying to do is they're attempting to figure out a way to live purposefully. Now, an archetype work to live purposely, that would mean leading with a centered king energy where assertiveness rules the day as opposed to aggression. So let's dive into the second way that the father wound manifests itself. And the second way is through absence, you know, such as divorce, separation, abandonment, or even death. And I would add working lots as well. As a divorced father myself, you know, I wasn't around for my children when they grew up. And while they had a father figure in the home, my ability to shape their lives was left to another man to tend. Many men after divorce are left depressed and sometimes stunted from seeing their children by the courts, forced to bear the financial burden and hardly given a say in the visitation and what that will look like. In this sense, a clear message that dad is only important as a wallet. Otherwise, he's not important enough in rearing the children. This father wound is often repeated by new fathers as they attempt to deal with their abandonment issues, manifesting as overarching achievers, doing everything they can to be like their fathers, and but, not, but in the end, repeating exactly what their fathers did to them by not being there and looking for validation outside of the family unit. And the third father wound that I'd like to talk about today is the father wound of neglect. See, neglect can be the result of passivity or purposeful withholding of love and affirmation. This leads to dealing with feeling of unimportance or a lack of self-acceptance. See, the majority of our current generation will fit in this category. Fathers were often hard workers, yet their spiritual and emotional presence at home was absent. They could put on a performance mask at work, church, or in the community. But let me tell you, at home, that's when dad checked out. His leadership in the home was often absent. He was silent. 
He didn't say much or give any encouraging words. This was my father. Not necessarily stoic, just didn't say anything. And if he did, well, it was well worth hearing. Most people I talk to have no memory of sitting with their dad and hearing him speak, empowering words to them. They only remember him working hard or falling asleep on the couch. There is no memory of an active emotional presence. So when a father does not speak love, identity, and validation in the home, it leaves children to determine their significance. Instead, children need to hear from their fathers that they are loved, who they are, what they, that they are accepted as they are, and empowering them to reach their potential. See, now before I get any further into this subject, I just want to make something very clear. This is not the Maury Povich show, okay? This is not about blaming our fathers and calling them out like we're on that show from the 80s and it's pop psychology and TV stuff. See, what I'm talking about here is I'm talking about forgiveness. Forgiveness for him doing the best he could with what he knew about being uh, as a father. You know, and it's also, also about forgiving ourselves as we navigate the underlying issues of the father wound that has created in our lives and forgiving ourselves as we perpetuate the model that we learned. The other thing I want to point out today is that the father wound can also be experienced by father figures, especially at a young age. These could be uncles, grandfathers, coaches, teachers, etc. So it doesn't necessarily have to come from the father within the home. So let's touch on some of the effects of the father wound. And I found these through the Fathers Unite campaign uh, website. And here are some of the statistics of what, of what happens with children in fatherless homes. See, fatherless home children have five times more likely to commit suicide. That's pretty scary. They're 32 more times likely to run away, 20 more times likely to have a band, uh, behavioral disorders, 14 times more likely to commit rape, nine times more likely to drop out of high school, and 20 times more likely to end up in prison. Those statistics only scratch the surface of the father wound. So you can see that this wound at work in a man's life, as if it were a unique disease, with its own, has its own fingerprint. And at the heart of it, you're going to see issues with power, success, intimacy, trust, and confidence. And that's really how the father wound impacts our life and our well-being. So what are some of the symptoms that you can recognize in your own life for how the father wound may be showing up? And the first one is the inability or a lack of desire or refusal to thrive. You know, you just have this, you just don't have this peace inside of you that really wants to go at it and live purposefully. Chronic depression, anxiety, those are real killers for us as men. And we need to figure out a way by reaching out to other men and getting some help in order to break that that, uh, pattern. Excessive laziness and procrastination. Now, listen, all of us suffer from some forms of laziness and procrastination. Like I am one of those guys, and it's something that I, that I work hard at every day to try not to procrastinate, taking more and more time away from the things that I truly enjoy doing. Ongoing struggles with addictions, compulsions, whether that be through sex, porn, work, drugs, alcohol, you name it. What other type of distraction that you're dealing with or that shows up in your life? are forms of the way that the father wound is showing up for you. An inability or a lack of desire to trust men and feeling like no one truly has your back. 
know, it'd be a lonely life to feel that you're all alone and have no one there to support you. Being highly isolated is definitely a father wound experience. Issues with authority, mistrust, resentment, paranoia, and conspiratorial thinking. You know, I can think of earlier in my career, as I started, hadn't really understood what this father wound was all about. These were things that were showing up for me and a pervasive sense of shame, you know, not being good enough about your existence. And I think for many of us, this shows up as well. And it may not just stem from a father wound, but it could be a place to start to look at. And being highly reactive to criticism, especially from male peers and male elders. Again, looking at how that authority figure presence is working in your life can be an indication of how the father wound is showing up for you. So that's a pretty short list. And I know there's others of them out there. And I'm sure you'll have some as you think about how the father wound shows up in your life. So how can we, what we can do to start to heal this father wound and make strides and making changes in our life? Well, the first thing is the challenge is that we lack mentorship. See, a father's presence feels a huge need to be mentored in our lives. Of course, it's important to have a numerous mentors and nothing can replace the power of father's ability to mentor the lives of his children. This does not start when, the young, when they're young adults or late teens. And the fact is, is that almost, it's almost too late to start thinking about fathering our children at that stage in life. See, mentoring begins right away by the father establishing his presence and his voice in the home. Therefore, the children become used to hearing him and experiencing him so they can be prepared to continue to learn from their father. See, we learn from our parents what they taught us, but we also learn the most by what we observed in their lives. It's so true, right? They'll do what we, they'll do, what we do before they'll do what we say. So how about in our marriages? You see, with divorce rates sitting at the 50% range for decades, men have grown up not knowing how to be fathers or husbands. And so likewise, women attempt to heal their father wounds with marriage and think it is okay to stay in abusive relationships. With broken boys hiding from the shell of a man and the woman looking for that male approval in marriage, it's not a wonder that the divorce rate is so high. And this cycle continues to manifest itself because as a society, we see marriage as a contract versus as a covenant. Now let's talk a little bit about genetics. See, fathers play a key role in the creation and development of children. What research out of Princeton and Columbia are now telling us is that is just that, that what happens at the cellular level when children do not have a father figure in their home. So there's this thing at the end of our chromosomes that is starting to become more and more popular in today's uh, psycho- psychological discussions. And it has this, these chromosomes have a protective cap and it's called a telomeres. And scientists believe these telomeres are responsible for our overall health and even our lifespan. And so let me read a little something to you uh, from the afanetwork.net. As a result, they discover that overall, children who grew up without a father in the home, for whatever reason, experienced 14% telomere shortening. Children whose father had died had 16% shorter telomeres than children whose fathers were alive and living with them. The shortening effects are also highly pronounced, 10%, when a father is incarcerated before his child turns five. The research shows that shortening is particularly present in boys whose telomeres are 40% more affected by fatherless, father loss than girls. Also not surprising. 
Boys with father-in-laws have a biological propensity towards anxiety, depression, or pronounced sensitivity to their environment. See, fathers are not just necessary for mental, emotional, and spiritual help. They also play a vital role to the overall health and well-being of children, especially our boys. What's the spiritual significance of the father rune? See, if we are made in the image and likeness of God, then why do we have father moons? Whether you believe it is a work of the devil or you are an atheist, the answer is simple. We inflict and carry father wounds because we turn away from our true nature. As spiritual beings, we live as a human experience. We are here to learn and grow, to become enlightened men and women. And we can choose to live righteously or not. We can choose to repeat sins of the past or we can change our behaviors. We can choose to drop the yoke of the father wound pain and face it at once and for all. This is the important work that we need to do. What about lack of correction? See, most of all, when a father does not fulfill his role in a child's life, the child grows up lacking healthy correction. See, a father brings healthy correction and discipline. Healthy, I said, right? So it's how we execute that correction and discipline. Without it, we become a standard to ourselves. Rebellion and independence will form. All we have to compare is what's going on inside of us. We have no one speaking, uh, speaking on into the issues of our heart so that when we can have a healthy objective standard to listen to, then we lose out on the healthy grid that'll help sharpen us and get us out of those lies that we continue to tell ourselves. So now let's really get into the healing of the father wound. See, an unhealed father wound creates these kind of men who are weak in their masculine core. By that, I simply mean guys who don't have a sense of center, strength, intuition, and direction. With a father wound in place, many men chronically fail to thrive because some part of them wants their pain and struggle and turmoil to be noticed and rescued by the father. While other men subconsciously choose to struggle as a misdirected way of punishing their fathers. That is, you know, I'm a fuck up because of you. Look at what your shitty absence did to parenting did to me. So what do we do about this type of mindset, this type of challenge that we're faced with our father wounds? See, the father wound is part of our lives to teach us something, but to do what we have the stomach to do in order to face the dragon and slay it before it gets any larger. See, that is the question. I suggest this is the first step in healing the father wound. Are you willing to, and do you have the stomach to face the dragon of the father wound before it gets really gets any larger? You know, there's a great saying, there's the only way out is through. And in this case, that, can, that means it can't leapfrog your emotional baggage on the path of personal evolution. You have to express and purge it first. Only then can we encounter any type of new growth. So whatever feelings of rage, entitlement, sadness, or pain you might be carrying around your father and other men, they will only limit your life until they are totally released and understood. That's why we call it baggage, because it's the weight that holds us down and keeps us holding ourselves from holding ourselves back. So you can start dealing with this through therapy. Therapy can take the form of a therapist, journaling, joining a men's group with with support for each other. All of these are great ways to help the healing process start. And remember, the work is about allowing the inner child to feel into the pain. So the next step is to need to forgive your father. 
I already talked about that a little earlier about forgiveness. Yes, he has done some things that may be very terrible for you, but healing can only begin when we are ready to forgive. And the pain we feel is because we refuse to forgive him for his transgressions. And forgiving doesn't mean that we're accepting. It's not, what, uh, it's not about forgetting it either. Forgiveness is about releasing the pain so that we can heal and make something new and brighter and healthier out of this pain. We are the only species that harbor resentment. No other species does that. We are also the only species that suffers from acute pain and disease. And so the last step, the last way that you can start to heal yourself from the father wound, is I'm going to ask you to write three letters. The first letter you're going to write is to your younger self, letting him know that you made it and that he is all right. You're going to show him how, safe, how to safely break free from the pain so he can live freely and with purpose. The next letter I want you to write is to your father, forgiving him for everything, just for, uh, for everything that he's done. And the last thing, the last letter you're going to write is the last one that you're going to write is to yourself for sharing the gratitude and forgiveness for healing the father wound and ending a cycle of pain so that you can have a purposeful life. Now, these letters don't have to be sent anywhere, but they do need to be written. The part of writing and the journaling helps us express the emotions that are bottled up inside of us. And as we release and release these emotions, it allows us to feel into them and through them. And that's how our healing process really takes over. So there's even more and deeper work that can be done in men's group. And when it comes to dealing with the father room, if you want more support in healing your father room, then I recommend you joining the Awakened Man community and especially our Band of Brothers Men's Circle. You know, we offer a structured format that guides men to living meaningful and purposeful lives. The men that flourish are those that are ready to take responsibility for where they are, for who they are, and for who they aspire to become. If that sounds like the man like you want to be, then I look forward to seeing you in the brotherhood. Thank you for joining me today, brothers. Aho and be well. Thank you for listening to the Evolving Man podcast. Are you ready to own your destiny? To become more the man you are destined to be? Join the brotherhood that is the awakened man at theawakenedman.net and start forging a new destiny today.